started, that should start the show. Nine. All right. What were we saying? The recycling centre. Yeah, the place is yeah. insane. So good. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had I found this um, radiogram, uh, I don't know, a month ago. It's from like the 1930s. The, right. like the insides of it don't doesn't work at the moment, but... Like an old valve yeah. unit, radio yeah, yeah. unit. Oh, yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. And even just the piece of furniture on itself, like the wood... And the smell of it is just awesome. So <laughs> me and a mate, um, well, he's got an old radio, like a 1950s radio from, oh, he's down in Hawke's Bay anyway, he found it at a, an old op shop. And we pulled apart a Bluetooth speaker and wired that into it. And Sweet, just, so that's clever. Bluetooth, Bluetooth your phone to it and you're away. That's cool. Mm. Like the old, yeah, they come, they're beautiful old walnut wooden oh, yeah, boxes, man. polished boxes and things. I've got an old one. It's, um, I want to say, like a Bakelite material, you know, it's oh, yeah. like an old fifties kind of plastic, but not plastic hard stuff. Yep. They used to make um, light switch cases out of. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's a same shortwave radio or your medium wave shortwave radio. You turn on at nighttime, you pick up Vladivostok and you know, all sorts yeah. of sh- <laughs> shit. Yeah, my grandfather sure. gave it to me years and years ago. Yeah, okay. that's cool. That recycling center. My whole shed outside that kitchen shed area there. Yep, that's all from there. Oh, wicked. Part, well, apart from the fridge, which I originally had a fridge from there for $5, and it finally gave up the ghost, so I had to get another fridge. $5 fridge. Yeah, $5 fridge. Man. Yeah, man. When we, when Renee started the kombucha business here, we, like this is when they first started in the kitchen and they started producing more than we could actually put in the, our fridge, yeah. I went to the recycling centre and I bought three secondhand fridges for $5 each, and they were side by side out here. Yeah. And then we needed more space, so I got an old chest freezer. Yeah. And use that, but just cracked it open so that it wouldn't actually oh, freeze. Yeah, yeah, had to yeah, use oh, it like I a see. fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was super efficient. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. We eventually replaced it with one of those yeah cool stores that you stick yeah like a two by four by two point four you can put on the back of a trailer. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the dude who delivered it drove in with like his Highlander with that thing on the back and reversed it up and parked it up there and then came and got it like 18 months later. Like the guy's mean in his yeah. truck in trailer yeah, yeah. skills. Like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Had it nailed. Yeah, yeah. It's mm. good. But I'm, I'm trying to um, get uh, Trina from down the recycling centre to come on and talk. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah talk about that because – She's um she's pretty full on. She's pretty amazing, you know, the way she runs that place down there. It just yeah. runs so well and of all the community recycling centres around New Zealand, like it's the best run one by far and you know, right. the profitable one and all that sort of stuff. And they do a whole heap of really cool stuff which you don't hear about, but you know, things that come in, clothes and blankets and stuff yep. like that, which they put aside just for people in the local community who can't afford to buy it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. What are they um what do they do with the money? Like is that is that non non for profit type thing? Like it yeah. goes somewhere. It's a non it's a non profit organisation. So it goes back and go paying the wages for the people who work there. Yep. Um, some people there's a number of volunteers as well, but yep. paying the wages, um, they uh, improve the site itself. So there's a big piece of work going down there. Just starting now, they're going to build a whole new. Like building down I've seen there. That somewhere. Some plans for oh, that. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So proper big building so that they can have you know. Trucks driving in, dropping off stuff, picking up gear, um, all, yeah, all that kind of stuff. That it's like of. becoming a big thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a it's a it's a well run enterprise. That's why I want to get on here. She's she's a clever, really clever businesswoman. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Eh? 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a great spot. Oh, man, some great finds down there. When yeah, I moved yeah, to yeah. Helensville, I spent, honestly, when we got to Helensville, after about six months, the only people in Helensville I knew were the people who worked at the recycling centre. Oh, so really? I was, yeah. I was there every weekend. It was, <laughs> this guy again. It was like a job. <laughs> Trina eventually asked me to be on the board down there. Because oh, cool. I, I turned up so often, she was like, clearly you've got an interest in this place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would you like to be involved? Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. So I did that for a year or so. Um, but no, it's like I'm a dream come true, man. When I was a kid, I used to go to the tip with my dad, you know, and I just love yep. it. We'd be throw, I'd be taking home more shit than we were throwing out. And he's like, yeah. we don't need this stuff. I'm like, Dad, it almost works. We could fix this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just never lost that. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, eh? Yeah. It's better way, better than the throwaway society that we've sort of got ourselves into now, right? Oh yeah, yeah, and certainly yeah. There's yeah, there's a there's a need for or oh, want for all that stuff, eh? Like you said, mm. the stuff that you've found, Sean. And mm. Yeah, there's a lot of it down there that just comes in. It's perfectly good. Mm. You know, honestly, perfectly good gear. I was there one day, and this dude dropped off these curtains, like a big roller blind curtains, and they were huge and perfect. Well, I say to the guy, it's like, what are you getting rid of them for? And he went. Oh, they're from the beach house, and the wife just doesn't like them. She's replacing them. Right. Yeah. So they get really good gear coming in sometimes. Yeah. That's the thing too. It's nice to have probably um, somewhere to take stuff that you don't want anymore that's not worth throwing out. Yeah. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, yeah, you'd, you'd literally take it to the top. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just can't be asked. Like, I'll just get rid of it, and then if someone down there can sell it for a bit of money and it goes into the community, that's a good thing. Um, I think that's the goal: is that the money that's generated there will accumulate and then they'll look to do other things with it like i think down there you know trina would like to get to the point where they've got an established space down there that they can start to use the products that come in for um disadvantaged members of the community yep. maybe people in the community who you know um uh, what's the not craigwell house there's another place around here you know but People with you know mental disability, yeah, you know, that sort of thing, but find work for them where they can actually take some of the stuff, the material that comes in, some of the actual physical material, maybe make handbags or something out of it that you can yeah, resell. Right. So they've got a job, they're doing something productive sure. and yeah. useful, yeah. and yeah, you know, it turns over, and again, that pays some wages for them. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all that community focused stuff. It's good. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. That yeah. is. You know, I don't even think I saw somewhere the other day where someone was um, whinging about one like access to tips for a start and then the cost of tipping stuff like there's just there's nowhere really anymore that you can literally like 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 we're saying um there's almost not even an option to throw some stuff out so well, you could you know? even they've, those guys have got to pay for stuff like car seats. You yeah. can't get rid of car seats. You know, kids booster seats. Yep. And they're one oh, of the, really? Yeah. And they, what can you do with the booster seat? Your kid has it after three years. It's just covered in shit. And like yeah. you're not going to really, yeah. really, yeah. would you give it sure. to someone else? I guess, and they'd be like, yeah. "Hey, thanks." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah unless you like, yeah, Good look luck. after them hard out. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's hard too. And they, and they all have an expiry date. Well, yeah, that's right. right. They do so, too. Yeah, when they, I mean, not they're any use right. to anyone, but then. I mean, our kids, we've got them lying around in our garage now that um, they've got to that age where they don't need them, but they've still got three or four years of good life on them, you know, yeah. before their expiry. Yeah. yeah. So, that, yeah, that's a thing too, that somewhere like that will be fine. Yeah, well, that's the thing though. You, you can't, they can't get rid of them. It costs them money. They've got to pay to get rid of them because of the plastic in them. No one just wants right. to recycle that type of plastic. Yeah. And, and I think they had a problem with China a year or two ago was for a couple of years taking plastic from everyone. It was like, send us yeah, all your plastic, yeah. we'll recycle yep. it. And then they just stopped. Yep. And so all these people around the world had like built up these, you know, these these channels of, you know, drop your stuff off and we'll sell it to China, we'll get money for it. And then all of a sudden like, well, fuck, we don't want it anymore. We can't get rid of no, it. Yeah. We can't store it. What do we do with it? 
Mm. Yeah. Just throw it in the ground. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Absolutely. Tip it out at sea, that's the problem. Well, yeah. And that's... what was China doing with it? I I don't know. I don't I don't know. Maybe they were recycling it to some extent. Maybe they were just out of it. Maybe that was burning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah possibly. <laughs> we'll find out in a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Throw it back at us somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you'll find your plastic lunch bags coming back. Yeah, mm. yeah not clever, know. not clever. Yeah, well, the, the other thing. This is an interesting one. Is that you can take waste and you can just burn it and burn it and produce heat and produce steam and produce electricity off it. True. Which, which is an interesting one because I think a lot of people go, oh, you shouldn't do that because it's going to create a whole heap of pollutants and toxins into the air. But uh, but if you just, if you trap that, you know, if you've got an exhaust and you yeah. filter it and you, and you trap that, so you end up with blocks of shit which are easy to manage, yep. then you just turn that rubbish into electricity. It's probably not a bad way for it to end its life. Aren't they doing that at the Redvale one out the back of Dairy Flat there where they actually... It's something to do with like the methane given off from the rubbish. They trap that and then they're running a um, like a big V sixteen engine that powers the site. Oh shit! Oh yeah, yeah. So it's kind of wicked. Yeah, self powering or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, they do that with old tips now. You know, for years and years, everything just got buried in the ground. Mm. Well, now you see them like, well, yeah, put these big plastic tarps over them and pipe off it because the methane's just seeping out of it. Yeah, and so yeah. Let's get the methane now and use that and burn it as a fuel. Yeah, it's a really good fuel too. Really? Yeah. Mm. That um, you wouldn't know Tim, but that um, the site where well, you may know, but the site where the museum is, yeah, well, that was a tip. Was it? That was a rubbish tip when we were kids. Oh yeah. Same thing. We used to go in there with the old man and take train loads of shit in there, and I don't think we really ever bought anything out of there, but oh, um, but yeah, it was huge, mate. And right by the river. You weren't doing it right. No, no. <laughs> Damn, we missed something there. Eh? <laughs> we're trying to get rid of stuff, mate. Not bring it home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was it, man. Like right by the main road there. Oh right wow! Next, right next to the river. That was the Helensville tip. Yeah, yeah. It was a mess. Yeah, I think you should get a good smell after a couple of years too. Yeah, I sort of can't remember that. I remember being there, I guess, but yeah, not. Do you know what it smells like? Balsamic balsamic vinegar. Yeah, that red balsamic oh, vinegar. Yeah, yeah. That's what t- rubbish dumps smell like that. Yeah, that's what they smell like. Because the rotten, all the rotting yeah. fruit, food and stuff. So is that there. is that what's our balsamic now? <laughs> well, no, this but does Renee's head in whenever she puts it on to um, puts it on to salad in summertime or something. I go, you know what that smells like? <laughs> Do not tell me. <laughs> Shut up! Don't tell me. <laughs> rubbish dump. You're gonna spoil it for me. <laughs> <laughs> nice salad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a bit of history for you anyway. <laughs> for the bill. Yeah. Mm. Ah, shit. My, um, I got a text from my mum before. Their dog died, had a stroke today. Their old oh, dog. That's shitty. Yeah, she's yeah. about 11. She was a cool dog, blue healer. Mm. Um, type of, actually, not really, not exactly a blue healer. I can't, a Smithfield. They're, they're like a blue healer, but they're slightly different. They've got Smithfield, I think she was. Okay. Right. Yeah. Rommy, but um, nah, this mum said playing with my dad, chucking the ball, all healthy, and then just started walking sideways and fell over and off to the vets. And it's like, That's she's it. in a coma, she's had a stroke, Jesus. and that was it. Put them down. Pull them, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're pretty cut up. Fucking yeah. really cut up. But. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sucks. Yeah. So how old? Uh, I want to say that she was 11, 9 or 11, but yeah, maybe 11. Yeah. I should know, but I just don't recall. Not too mm. bad, I suppose, but... No. Still never fun. Yeah, and just so quick, I think, because it wasn't like she was degenerating in health. She was all fit and healthy and then just fell over. Mm. Oh, sorry to hear that, mate. That's shitty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, rough for my mum and dad. Yeah, comes part of the family, eh? Yeah. Well, then, particularly for people, you know, parents' age, because the kids have moved out, so. Yeah, that's their thing, eh? It's their focus, you know? 100%, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, so. 
That's uh, they're in Australia. Eh? Mm. Mm. Yep. Sydney, you come uh, from below Sydney, a place called Albury. Okay, on the border of New South Wales and Victoria. Yeah, yeah, just from there. Yeah, it's a good spot. Yep. Yeah, heaps of heaps of people. Surprising number of people that I see over here. You know, and they say you're you're Aussie. Um, where you're from? I say Albury. Oh yeah, I've been through Albury. Oh yeah, it's kind of on the main thoroughfare. It used to be anyhow. It used to, if you went from Melbourne to Sydney, you'd drive through Albury. But they, fifteen years ago or something, they put a um a bypass around it. Oh, yeah. But the bypass is one such that you, as you drive over the bypass, you can look and see Albury. So I think it kind of pulls people in because they see it and they know it's there. Yeah. But they they put this bypass all the way from Albury up to Sydney, which is used to be a six hour drive. It's a lot less now because it's all just motorway that you can take. But a lot of little towns died because yeah. they bypassed them and they, and they bypassed them entirely. So you don't even know they're there. You don't even see them. And it's just like, yeah, that, that happens. Eh? No one comes in yeah. anymore. No one buys fuel or stops at the dairy to buy chips or a pie. Yeah. Yep. It's like Pocono, eh? Just Pocono say, yeah, exactly that. the same. Yep. Until they developed it and now it's like a big housing development. Area, I mean, it's huge, eh? Yeah, like thousands of houses, but yeah, it was like the same thing. And they're sort of known, was known for its bacon and um, and, and it's, it's ice cream, big ice creams, yeah, like massive ice cream. So every time you went south, yeah, you'd stop there after the Bombay's, yeah, after it is after the Bombay's, eh? Just yep. before after, um, you get an ice cream, mate, and that's that was its kind of jam, yeah, but you, um, yeah, you went through it, yeah. so that was it. But now it's just like you said, it's just motorway, yeah, but. Massive housing development, yeah, like yeah. it's huge. Man, that's, those housing developments, you know, that like out at um, uh, Hobsonville yeah. over here, is that going to be like gang city in 20 years' time? <laughs> the slums. Well, it's just, you know, it's got that Coronation Street look to it. because it does. They're side by side by side by side by side by side by side. It's yeah. way too expensive. Is yeah, it? The, only, yeah, the yeah. only way that would go pear-shaped is like, I guess, I don't know, a bunch of know. crime comes to town. Yeah, I don't know the exact reason, but... outs of say Rotorua that's happened, but um, oh, yeah. you know, like unless the government owned a whole lot of house, houses there and, yeah. and just chucked people in them, then yep. I think, like you said, Sean, it's mm. so, like certainly way too expensive. So. Too high end, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'd say they've probably done that on purpose in a way. Yeah, okay. but is it? I guess it's. I guess it's not that unusual. It's like I guess it's just like inner city living in a way, except you've got more space than in a city apartment, but less space than your normal quarter acre block, but. Does yeah. look very compartmentalized, you know. Four but apartments. It's, it's a stunning area. Like you get down to the yeah. waterfront there. It's awesome. oh yeah, that's yeah, a good spot. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is for sure. Yeah, um, I got a, a mate I was talking to at work. He's in Rotorua, and yeah, he was he was talking about Rotorua at the moment. Just saying it's not good what's happened down there with all the homeless oh, people yeah. who have been housed there. Yeah, and you can just imagine, man. Because like, I was saying, are they all from Rotorua? He's like, no, they're heaps of people from Auckland and other areas. So yeah, those people have basically been homeless here or there and in, and then picked up and said, okay, here's a hotel. You can live there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like you're in your hometown and your community that you've kind of been uprooted and just yeah. dropped somewhere. Yeah. I yeah. think I think they're obviously at a point, I guess, where they don't have a place. So here's a house if you want it, I guess. Mm. I'm, I'm presuming. Yeah. Like you said, from Auckland, well, there's one in Rotorua if you want it. So they go. Yeah. I, I assume. But but you yeah that's just yes it's good that you got a permanent house yeah, but now it's that's just, but still just imagine if you and your family got picked up and it's like you got to go to Rotorua and live in an apartment because mm. yeah, that's your only option. Oh, it's tough, but, man. Yeah, that's real that's real yeah, tough. Yep. You know, yep. that's a real tough life. Like living in a car, that's that's fucking hard work. Mm. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know what you do. I see. I'm not. I'm, you know what Twitter and all that sort of stuff at the moment. You see some of the cities in the states. 
where have you seen that people walking down the street and there's just like junkies and meth heads yeah, like man. zombies and fucking tent city all the way yeah. along in every city eh? yeah yep. in every city but and i see some people commenting on it going oh it's you know, it's dreadful they should get get rid of the homeless i'm like well and and do what with the so homeless we, like yeah, yeah, yeah where are you where are you planning on putting these people yeah? A, yeah this is a problem because there is not too many Options. Yeah, there's a, there's something yeah. before this which is causing this problem. This is yeah. Cool, yeah, these people ending up homeless for some reason. There's something else that needs to be fixed. Not deal with the symptom and try and shift the people somewhere else. Oh, so, yeah. Stop the homeless people getting to that stage. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I get. Yeah. The answers to that are probably hard. Oh, yes. Otherwise, the, they'd be doing it. But. Yeah. The, um, what's his name? Michael Schellenberger is a guy who's done a lot of work in the states on it and, and done some comparisons between. I think it's. The Nordic countries, like maybe maybe it's the Netherlands, yep. you know that they, they, they homeless problem twenty years ago, and and what's happening in these American cities. But the difference seems to be in the American cities, they're basically saying, "Well, if you're homeless, we'll give you, we'll grant you rules. Like your tent becomes like a home on the street, and there's no need for you to move off. And we change the normal privacy, we change the normal um, sort of you know private property laws. Like if you're on someone's front." path where you can stay there because you're homeless and that's not a problem and even though the person who's living there going hey i bought this house 20 years ago i'm trying to sell it and now the price is going down well too bad this is person's got rights too whereas in answer them they were saying look you guys we'll help you but you got to put some skin into the game as well so like you've got to commit that if you've got a drug and alcohol problem then you come to the classes to try and get off that and once you demonstrate that you're clean we'll get you a job and then once right. you've got a job you get a place to stay yeah and they reckon that the 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 the, prop, the 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 um what's like the incidence of people going into that program in the Netherlands and staying in it is way higher, and so they yeah, get less yeah. people coming back out. You know, they actually get in there, feel oh, I've got a job. Hey, I feel all right about myself now. Yeah, I've got a job. I'm doing something constructive. Yeah, for sure. Versus just saying, oh, here you can just stay there where you are. It's like, well, what's incentive to move? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. if you're, you're going to give me the doll, I can live in a tent. Okay, I've done that for a couple of years. I'm kind of used to it. Yeah, you know, get my drugs for my mate. I'll just stay here. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you shift? Yeah, there's got to be some incentive, I suppose. But yeah, yeah. that, that, that buy-in's probably good, like you said. I think that's a key. Yeah. You know, people want to do stuff. People want to feel like they're... Mostly, eh? Yeah. I don't know that everyone does. That's part of the problem, I think, here. Mm. Um, well, like the Nordic countries seem to be far more advanced in a lot of areas, and especially in their social services and their yeah. the way they do things, eh? Like yeah. It's their ways of living, eh? Yeah. Well. Like yeah, they look after their people a lot better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know a lot about it, but my brother-in-law's all over it, and um, yeah, just some of the things he says about the Nordic countries and all their the way they deal with prisoners and rehabbing people, and just far more advanced than where we're at. I think their like paternity and maternity leave and stuff like that is the same too. They get yeah. you know longer off work and things like that, which I guess is yeah, spending as we know, like spending more time with your kids when they're young is prevents a lot of things going you know later on in life. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're advanced in heaps of ways, like with the way they live. Eh? The prisons. Do you ever see that show, uh, world's world's toughest prisons? I've seen bits of it. Yeah, it? yeah. yeah. That, that guy who was in the UK. He was wrongly accused of murder when he was young. I think he. Was, I don't know. Him and a group of guys were accused with murder. And he, he did some time in prisons in the UK system, and then was acquitted and got out. And so now he's got this show, and he goes around the world 
city to city looking for the worst prisons. You know, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, going in Guatemala and Panama and yep. in, in somewhere in Mexico and over here, all around these like rough prisons. But he goes in as a as a prisoner. Obviously, he's got a film crew with him, so everyone yeah. knows he's not a prisoner. But they kind of, you know, he tells them the stories like, hey, I've done time. And they're like, all right, we accept you. And so he doesn't get stabbed too often. <laughs> yeah, too often. <laughs> Once or twice is good. But, <laughs> but he, um, yeah, he did the Nordic one. I don't know which Sweden, wherever it was. And he turns up and they greet him at the front door. Now, whether this is a stage or not, who knows? But they greet him at the front door and they're like, okay, he comes out of the paddy wagon, like, take his cuffs off. And they take his cuffs off and they're like, hello, how are you? Welcome to the prison. He's like, okay. And they walk him inside. They take him to his room and they show him his room and he's like, what's this? I said, well, this is your room. He's like, me on my own. This is my room. And the room is like, it's a, it's a really nice room. It's got a window that looks outside. It's got a nice bed. It's got its own little um, shower section here and cupboards and all that. And he says, I'm feeling really uneasy now because this room is nicer than some hotels I've yeah. stayed in. Yep. And then he goes through this whole, and this whole prison was an experimental one. He goes through talking to people who are in there and... They get them. They get them work in the in the prison system, and all the guards and the prisoners, like at lunchtime and that, they're all sitting down together, just playing cards, hanging out together. There's not like wow. these supermax things in the states where the the guards are up here carrying their slinging their rifles, and the guys are all down there on their own. They're mingling together, and they've taken this whole approach where they've said the punishment is that they're in prison, they're away from their family, they're stuck here. That's the punishment. If we just make them feel like dogs in here, they're going to resent us and there's no yeah. way they're going to improve. So we give them respect, you know, and we try to help them improve. And again, apparently their reoffending rate, like yeah, once people get I... out, the reoffending rate is really low because yeah. they've, they've educated them, they've made them feel okay about themselves, got mm. them to the point where they get out in a, in a, in a good mindset to go, okay, I'm going to get out. I'm not coming back. I've, I've learned. Yeah. Instead of just, oh, you've just kept me cooped up with criminals. You've treated me like shit. I fucking resent you and the system. That's a resentful yeah. when I say. They yeah. don't hate the system when they come out. They're not no. anti-law and all the rest of it. They're just, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah they're yeah, treated like people. Yeah, that was it. Rather than, fuck, sometimes you treat your dog better than yeah. some of the prisons. Yeah. Absolutely. I think there's obviously a place, a eh, like, for criminals that couldn't be in a place like that, you know. Yeah, like you couldn't you couldn't chuck the absolute nutters in there. No, well, no. I don't know. yeah, no. Look, you, 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 I think you're probably right. Yeah, there's there are people people once they've got to the point of really got like mental problems yeah. and they've got criminal and mental issues. Yeah, yeah, that's a tricky situation. Yeah, that's you know? nice. Yeah. But these, pardon me, most of these guys that on this episode were just like regular guys that something had gone wrong somewhere along the line. You know, yep. They weren't. They, you wouldn't say that they had real mental issues or anything. Yeah. Yeah, seems to make I guess seems to make sense. Mm. Yeah. You can see why. Eh? Well, you can yeah. if you because if you looked at it another way, if you said, "Okay, we're going to get some guys who've done something wrong, and we're going to try and make them real mean bastards, and try and maximise the chance they'll go out and offend again," it'd be like, "Well, how about we stick with all the other dudes like that and we <laughs> prod them with sticks <laughs> yeah. and treat them like shit and see yeah, what they yeah. do?" Spit on them. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. Eh? That's, and that's what happens. Yeah, what happens? Yeah. yeah. When yeah. you think about it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you, you can sort of see the outcome's never going to be that great. Uh, yeah. Well, generally. You know, yeah. Certainly some are still right, but. Mm. Mm. Well, it'd be tough, man, being in being in prison. It's not the place you want to be. Nah, I think most of us, 
normal people or whatever, however you want to put it, would go crazy as it is. Like oh, just yeah. being put in there. Yeah. Like stayed away from your family and stuff like that. It'd be oh horrendous. man, no That'd sunshine, be... like no exercise yeah. necessarily. Like they might get a couple yeah. hours a day if they're lucky. Yeah. It'd be Probably horrendous. Minutes. Yeah. yeah. Not you're not supposed to like mingle with everyone because you know someone might have the idea that you'll get into a fight. Yeah. So you shouldn't make them with those people. So you're heavily restricted, and then you're supposed to come out of there and be like, "Sweet, I'll be a good person now." Yeah. Yeah. And that's the and that's the the heavy restrictions. But then there's the can you imagine the stress going yeah. in there, and dudes looking at you and going, "Well, what you're white, so I guess you're with that gang. You're not with us." And like going, "Fuck, man, I'm what the hell's yeah, going yeah, on here? Yeah, I don't like, know the you'd rules. Want nothing to do with no one." Like, hey, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Well, that was another thing on one of those shows. Um. So he's in this prison, and there's this. I think it's. I think I remember this right. No, this is out of a movie. <laughs> Shit, this is one of those shows. It was out of a movie, but it's a good example. Where this <laughs> young be guy, real. This yeah. guy, it was, but it was very. It was very similar to this. It was a dude. I know. Based was, on a true story. Yeah, based on a true story. <laughs> this was Mister In Between. Have you guys ever seen Mister In Between the right. series? Oh, right. if you get a chance to watch Mister In Between, it is gold. It's um. It was produced in Australia a couple of years ago, and it's just fantastic. It's this, it's about Ray. Ray's this bald dude who's about about our age. His daughter's about twelve. He's just trying to live his life. Yeah. But just his job happens to be he's a hitman. But he's just real low key about it. Like yeah. no one knows that he's a hitman, but he's a really good hitman. <laughs> and so he's just trying to do his. Anyhow, at one stage he ends up in prison. That's right. And he gets into prison, and this young guy gets into in, into prison with him. The young guy kind of realizes, oh, he knows what's going on. And Ray's like, oh, fucking young guy. I'm not here for long. I'll try and look after him. But the young dude sees this other bully in there, and he says to him, he's like, oh, get a champ. And the bully's like, what did you fucking call me? And Ray's like, oh, you're fucked. He's like, why? What have I done? It's like the word champ in prison, apparently. He's like, you don't call people champ right. in prison. But he oh, didn't yeah. know. And that was the first thing he said to this dude. So he's just off on the wrong yeah. foot to begin with. But you can imagine. I mean, that's what it would be like. Yeah. New rules. Oh, yeah. It's like being called buddy. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hate being called buddy. buddy. <laughs> yes. right, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You'd, um, you'd, keep, yeah, you'd feel like you couldn't say a word. Fuck no. Okay. You just want to live in your cell, and yeah. then you can't always just live in your and cell. That's the thing; like you could go in there as an as a all right normalist person that's done something wrong, yeah, and turn into a nutcase. Oh, you man, you—that's the thing, eh? I reckon the dudes that survive in prison are mentally strong. Yeah, you know, if you actually come out of prison and you're able to reintegrate and be okay and not be completely PSTD'd about the whole thing, mm. you got to be pretty mentally strong. Yep. Yeah, you, you know? would have to be. Eh? Yeah, even with I've heard guys talk about it and say if you're in for a long stretch that you've got to make a choice you've either, you've either got to fight it and say you know like fight's not fair I'm, I shouldn't be in here blah 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 and they reckon if you do that <laughs> yeah, good luck. you're just going to burn out yeah, yeah. you've just got to accept it you've just got to accept it and calm down and go I'm just going to be here for however long and that's kind of one of the ways to do it mm. that would be fucking tough yeah. to do oh man yeah for sure yeah yeah we uh Never want to end up in that situation. No, no way. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fine, all right. Oh, yeah. Nice one. Oh. I did have something I was going to ask you guys about. What is it? Your notes, mate. What have you got? Cheers, bro. I did have something there. Topics. I was going to hey topics. What do you got? Topics. Yeah, well, I was going to talk about drones, but that wasn't the one I was thinking of. There was something else. Oh, I just 
just yeah. uh, a mate of mine just gave me a little drone to play around with. Did he? Um, on the weekend, so yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Actually, what type? It's just know? a little Chinese thing. It's like about that big with yeah. the fold-out arms. Couldn't even tell you what brand it is. It's just a no-name brand, I think. Yeah. And um, I've done a drone course through Massey University. It's a couple of years ago now. And it was a week long, and you come out with your drone wings. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's quite good because it gives you an understanding of part 101 and part 102. So that's like the private operations of a drone versus a certificated drone operator. Ah, right. Yeah. So there's actually a lot in there because if you go and fly a drone anywhere, yeah. you actually have to know part 101 rules, NZCAA Part 101 rules because okay. you are flying an aircraft. Yeah, far out. And so there's been plenty of people who've gone flying drones where they shouldn't have flown them and they've been prosecuted because, I don't know, they've been yeah. well outside the rules. For yeah. example, endangering aircraft, flying in aircraft um, flight paths and all the rest of it. So mm. they've been tried in court and they've said, I didn't even know about this. Yeah. I didn't know this existed. doesn't matter. Yeah, like, you should have. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I don't think a, a lot of people get that. It's not a toy. It's actually an aircraft. Yeah. Oh, I think a lot of people would be like that. They get a new yeah. Mavic drone. They go and fly it around somewhere. And if they got pinged for it, they'd be like, I've got no idea. I couldn't and do that. And it's big fines, man. Yeah. But they are dangerous. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And they do get away from people, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, oh, you can imagine. You know, you, if you're flying it around, like a sporting event, you know, there's stuff going on, say, Mount Eden, if you flew a drone in there, some people would start freaking out. Some people would. They'd be like, why is... People working there would be like, what the fuck is this thing doing? You know, yeah, is this a terrorist yeah, attack? Yeah, is this yeah. going to shoot someone or drop something? To- yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can see why they would flip out about that type of thing these days yeah. in yep. people's minds. It's a yeah. cool thing. Like, pretty, as long as you know what you're doing, they're a great thing. Like, oh, yeah. A lot of fun. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Versatile too. That's with some dudes up the beach last year, last summer, using them to fly their long lines. Yeah, out. The fishing ones. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Ones. yeah, They've got like a little um, cargo hook on the main. Yeah, and drop the yeah, drop the thing off. And yeah, drop the fishing's gotten lazy. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But particularly if you've got a winch on the long line to come yeah, back yeah. in. Back in my day, yeah, you'd sit there and cast it. Out. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't speak really. Yeah. <laughs> hey, even the, the racing too. You know, like that's real big now. The drone racing. Um, oh man, that's insane! Yeah, we see them go like a, old buildings, like like an old derelict mm. building, and that becomes part of the race course. Yeah, yeah, and just in you know, insane, like in through the window and down the stairwell, and yeah. you know, around these metal bars and back out oh, again, well. and and it's fast, man. Fast. And those little racing ones are only like that sort of big, like, and the guys yeah. are flying them on goggles. Yeah, that's unreal. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I don't know how they like fall over and. Just vomit from motion yeah. sickness or something. Like that. <laughs> <Maybe they> <laughs> <laughs> to start with, they probably do a few times. They're like flying like this. Oh, you would be, eh? I'd reckon. Around the corners. Yeah. You can just imagine a bunch of people lying on the ground vomiting. <laughs> what are Drones they? Are Have they been drinking? Nah, they're just drone pilots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> drone sick. Yeah, yeah oh, the, uh, some AI stuff I saw the other day, though. Like there was some AI flying these drones. Mm. And you think the oh, drone pilots really? are good? Jesus. Oh, I bet. Like this thing was just like around this course because it's just like yep. it's just figured out the perfect way to get around that course, yep. knowing its limits. It's like whoa, that's scary though, eh? Scary, scary man, man. Scary because 
some of those drones that they were showing were ones that were about this big. Yeah. And some of them, they were building a hook arm onto it for grabbing things, like for like for flying along to pick something oh, yeah, that's up. Boring. And you're thinking, you'll just be walking down the street one day and the cops will think you're yeah. up to something and a cop drone will just come down and just <laughs> grab you and fly you out of the zone. <laughs> that's um, Skynet. Yeah, Skynet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Because they use... Same thing, eh? Like they are they using them in war now? Yeah. Oh, like oh yeah. Totally. Have yeah. You, yeah, yeah. They got tiny little ones that like fit in the palm of your hand, or the yeah. soldier's hand. So yeah, if he, like if you're in an in an urban environment, he can just chuck it up, and I think they even might have it like Ooh. in their goggles oh, now, yeah. where you can actually see the view of the drone. Yeah. So you can just pop it around the corner, see if there's any bad dudes there, carry on. So yeah, huge, and then you've it just gets scalable, right? So you might have one about the size of this table that's just doing laps above the streets, and then you have got the big boys that are like Boeing seven three seven size, far out, yeah, that are doing the um, battlefield controller um, overhead, and those things will fly from country to country like they're huge. Yeah. Do they drop bombs in that off yep. them? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent missiles and stuff off them. Yeah, yep. nice. and they've got the um. What do they call them now? Loitering munitions. So these these things which say, I don't know how they get them into the air, they launch them off the ground or they launch them out of a plane and then they turn into the little drones and they will just hover and they've got like you know, one little bomb grenade yeah. on them yeah. and they're just waiting. They're just hovering mm. in the sky. There, there, might be, there was none there and then this thing flew over and dropped them. Now there's 30 of them just hovering around. Imagine being the dude underneath that. Yeah. Oh, Have you oh. seen some of that? Go fast, <laughs> oh, shit, man. There's footage like that on, on YouTube at the moment. Exactly yeah. that. Like really? Ukrainian and Russian dudes like in a trench walking along and there, there's this bird's eye view above them and then you actually just see this little dook and like what looks like a little grenade drops down. Far out. And that's yeah, you know, on a tank or something. They'd have no idea at all. Yeah, nah, absolutely. Oh, you wouldn't shit. hear them either up there. Eh? No, yeah. You, yeah, it's freaky. It's like I remember about six or eight years ago. What are we now? Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, probably about twenty fifteen or something. Reading, the U.S. military says that by twenty twenty there'll be no humans on the front line. I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. But yeah. now you're starting to go, fuck, well, they're not that far away from what's that. What's the front line no. then? Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Mm. They're pretty close to it now. Yeah, in the sky, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of drone activity. There's way less pilots up there. Even now, pilots are learning to fly with drone wingmen. So instead yes. of having a, a, another pilot as your wingman, you go up and you've got two drones, and these things are autonomous to some extent. You've got a bit of control over what they do, yeah. but if they figure it out themselves, it's better to do this. They'll go and bomb that thing and then come back to you. Mm. Far out. Yeah, man. On the gr- fuck me. This is going back ten years. Yeah. Um, DARPA invented the what's it called? What's it called? It's got some weird name. Eater. Eater? Yeah, it's an Eater robot. And this oh. is a biologically powered robot. So this thing It's like peanut butter. You know, like yeah, like like E A T R or something. And I don't know what it, no. Urban Terrain and Reconnaissance. I don't know what it stands for, but this thing is able to grab biological organic material and scoop it up and digest it and take energy off it. Holy. So this is a robot on the battlefield that would just crawl around looking for organic material that it could eat. Like, oh, there's a dead dog. I could scoop that up. Oh, there's a dead soldier. I'll just scoop that up. And that's fucking nightmare (laughs) machine stuff. Just gets rid of evidence, mate. (laughs) Yeah. But this is, that's what I'm saying. This this is where you are now. They're getting pretty close to... Mm. 
for the Western, you know, the American military having no humans on the front line, it'll just be. Yep. Plus, you see that um, those Boston Dynamics. Oh, that's cool, eh? Doing the backflips yeah. and all that, you know, all that kind of thing. Well, just you mount a couple of machine guns on one of those. Mm. Jesus, man. And and it's been pretty interesting too because a couple of years ago there was a whole heap of like they had come out with their big dog, like that mule, that thing, which had four legs yes. and would walk oh, along. Yeah. creepy, eh? Yeah, and you see guys yeah. trying to kick it over, but it made a lot of noise because petrol power is where it's got its power right. from. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, we stopped working on this. Well, what the fuck are you working on now then if you're not working <laughs> on that? <laughs> that was no good, but... Yeah. Like, it's all gone very quiet around what their battlefield robots are, but they must yeah. be working on some mean shit now. Absolutely. Particularly with the advances in like the AI technology for those things to now just be independent and go out there. Yeah. Freaky. It is. Skynet. It is. It's like it's war shit full stop, eh? But, man, having no humans involved would be great. Yeah. Well... Yeah, except that those things are always going to run into some humans. Like, you know, if they even if they'll go, and, you know, they, they're going walking through the town and they've been told, yeah. you know, don't shoot anyone. But the civilians are still going to go. We don't want that robot here, and they'll go and try and attack it. The thing's going to get sick of it eventually and just turn around and go and yeah, keep walking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. But yeah, you won't have like loss of life in terms of army personnel, I suppose. Well, when, that's when both sides have got it. If it's one-sided, like if say the US or China have got this amazing robot army, but whoever they're fighting hasn't, then it's pretty fucked. <laughs> yeah. Because then it's humans yeah. against robots. Yes and no. It all depends on who comes down to the control of it. So mm. instead of, like back in, say, World War II, whoever had the most intelligence or or broke into the comms of the other, into the enemy's comms, would have the upper hand. And it's mm. no different with robots. It doesn't really matter if it's meat fighting the battle. Yeah. Or if it's machine fighting the battle, mm. if you can shut down yeah, true. their comms and their... What controls it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then it doesn't really matter. Whatever's no, having right. the battle on the front line is irrelevant. Mm. Yeah, That's where all the frontiers of war are moving to as well now. They've got... Yeah, but they used to have three, three domains of war. You know, it's like land, sea, and air, World War Two, And now they've got five. They got land, sea, air, cyber, and yep. space. Mm. Because now they're right at the point. Now they're even doing. There's been a couple of things where it's like, did the Chinese just test destroying a satellite, or was that an accident? Oh, it was an accident. We didn't mean to destroy mm. that satellite. But they're actually starting to think that they're you know, working on technology to go. Okay, so there's all the Starlink satellites from Elon, who's you know pumping down stuff to say the Ukrainian guys in the field. And Putin's paid some Chinese guys to go and whack them, and then suddenly, ding, 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 yeah. those satellites don't work anymore. Yeah, so that's a, the space domain of war. Yeah, and then the cyber one, like you say, if you can control the comms, yeah, to the yeah. aircraft, then which is exactly what that shooting the satellites down is. Like, yeah, yeah it is. because then they can't send yeah control signals. Mm. to yeah. all that machinery. Yeah, there was this. There was a movie from the eighties, and I can't think of what it was called. It might have been the Philadelphia Experiment, where oh, yeah, that's the where they moved a ship under magnets, yeah, and then brought it back, and there was dudes half, half arms, yeah, yeah, half through walls and stuff, yeah, like that. yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. But was that but was that the was that the film where the other part of the story was that they sent the an aircraft carrier back to 1944, and so this American aircraft carrier turns up in 1944, and they're like, where the fuck are we? And then they realise, you know, they see a Zero go past or something, or a Messerschmitt, and they're like, oh my God, we're in World War Two, And like, we can kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think they really could kick ass. I think that'd actually be pretty fucked. 
because they'd have no satellites, they'd have no GPS. Like they'd actually be like a giant hunk of tin out there going. We can't figure out exactly where we are because we're used to using this technology. We can't use it. Yeah, it's what you learn and know. Yeah, it would be it would be interesting to see if that would actually be a benefit. Rely on things that you've got used to. Yeah, weren't there. Yeah. So instead Mm. of looking out the window, you're used to looking at GPSs and all the rest of it. Yeah. Mm. And instruments that didn't exist back then, you'd be looking for those. Didn't have it. Don't have them. What do you do? Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. What do you reckon? All these. UFOs around the Navy ships and things are. Like. Uh, you never know, man. Like it, it could be, it could be the own like the U.S. Navy themselves or the Marines or whatever testing new technology, yeah. which has always been there and always will be there. Yeah. Um. You know, there's probably times where like things like the B two bomber yeah. that was completely under wraps, the F one seventeen Nighthawk that was completely under wraps. So someone sees something that they haven't seen before and they go, UFO. Yeah. yeah sure. Which is true because it's yeah. unidentified flying object. For them. Totally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. But but not alien. Not, yeah, not crazy off this world sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah. That's, I, 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 you know, on Twitter I follow some of the UFO people, you know, both sides. Like Mick West is a great guy, the big skeptic, because he's so thorough. You know, there's so many cases where Mick's just gone... Let's look at this and figure this out and do this and this and that. And, oh, it probably turns out this wasn't a UFO. And people lose their shit. That's like, you're such a cunt. There's <laughs> a UFO. And anything can fit into a UFO, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that is. Well, that's a UFO. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. A lot of those or- ones around the, ma- the Navy ships and that, I think it's, it's probably that. It's probably American equipment, which is just at a high level testing it. And yeah. these dudes, dudes just do not know. Even though they're like, oh, we would know. We would know. It's like, nah. No, nah, yeah. you don't know. Mm. We don't no, want you like to know yet. Special, like, so there's a unit called Skunk Works, which are the ones that designed the SR-71. And so they were working on that, and it's completely under wraps, hush, hush. So when they go and fly past something, like even if it's the military themselves, the rest of the military doesn't know what it is. Yeah. So Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But the, yeah, in saying that, like it could be any other country's secret squirrel ship. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, that's true. To, although... That seems risky. Like if it was a Chinese thing floating around, that seems risky for two reasons. One, because the Americans might go, fuck, this isn't us. This is the Chinese. So we're going to have a crack at them. Shoot it down. Or they might lose it. Yeah, they're like, like the, the US shoot it down. And then suddenly they're like, oh, okay. So it's clearly Chinese. Yeah. And now we've got your technology. We know what you're doing. Yeah. So it's the other one. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that SR-71, there's a really, really cool video called the LA Speed Run. Oh, yeah. Which is by one of the pilots, SR-71 Blackbird Pilots. I can't think of his name, but it's really, really good. Yeah. Very funny. If you get a chance to check it out, where they just talk about he was doing – they were doing a high run at some stage, and they listened to all these other guys calling into the local um, – yeah, traffic control oh, yeah. and asking for their speed checks. Oh, and yeah, yeah like some guy some guy starts it in like a Cessna and they're like, yeah, um, yeah, once. they're calling the tower, right? Yeah, they're calling control, the tower. Control tower, yeah. <laughs> speed is whatever. Yeah, the tower's going like your speed is 57 knots across the ground and the guy's kind of giggling. And then someone else calls in and it's like, oh, can I get a speed check? And they're like, you're 122 knots across the ground. And eventually it's like they said some Navy guy in an F-18 thinks he's going to be the big dick and goes, <laughs> the tower, can we have a speed check? And they're like, you're, you're at 982 knots or something. Yeah, yeah. And then these guys in the SR-71 Blackbird just go, 
tell her this is blah blah blah. Can we get a speed check? And everyone's like, whoa, this is going so fast. It's like three and a half times the speed of sound. Yeah, yeah. they're just they're just hoofing it. Yeah, it's insane. Because I used to just go up and like just fly up the I think the east coast of California and then across and then back and then down just speed checks on yeah. these sort of things. But at super speeds. Yeah, I'm sure it's like you can pass over New Zealand in like 12 minutes. Far out. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Shit, do you remember a couple of years ago, summertime, when that, um, ru- I think it was a Russian satellite, burnt up, coming back into orbit over New Zealand? Did you see that? Oh, oh shit, man. We were up at a friend's house up, um, up on the beach, and it was like a, I'm going to say, it was December or January or something, it was summer, and we were having dinner outside at their place. So it's probably know, 8 o'clock at night. And suddenly we go, whoa, and it's like the biggest shooting star you've ever seen in your life, but it's too bright to be a shooting star. Like you'd see that at nighttime. Oh, yeah. And this thing's just going, and to begin with, you're like, is that a, is that a plane? No, 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 it's too far away and weird to be a plane. And then you're like, oh, my God, is that like a... um." You know, is that like the space station or something coming in? And then it was kind of weird to tell. You could tell was couldn't quite tell what it was. Yeah. But that thing just went like it was going so fast, like yeah. it's going down the length of New Zealand in a couple of minutes yeah. as it was burning up and re-entering. Yeah, insane. Oh, was it a satellite? Did you say? Yeah, I think it was a satellite which had dropped into orbit, like dropped down out of its orbit, right. run out of power or whatever, and was just burning up. Right. Yeah. So that's probably how they retire them. They just. I think they do. Yeah. 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 Whether this was planned to be retired then or not, I don't know. Yeah. But it was an amazing sight to see it come yeah. through. It's like it's like a meteorite. That was a, it was trying to tell like is that a meteorite yeah. burning up or is that a plane or something? And I remember at the time thinking, God, if that's like the space shuttle, those people are dead because yeah. that thing was just <laughs> yeah. burning up. Yeah, yeah. But I, it was an unmanned craft, is my understanding. But does it look mean? Russian. I think so. Yeah. I think kind of funny if it was a Russian satellite. Mm. Russian satellite. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's crazy. There's heaps of them up there now. Eh? There's so much stuff up there. Yep. So much stuff. That's part of the problem now where they're saying, yeah, because. Wasn't the amount of junk up there an issue? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or becoming. Yeah. Too much about it. Bits and pieces fall off because everything's either, even if something's pretty static itself, everything else is moving like 17,000 kilometers an hour this way. So. When stuff hits stuff, it must. Yeah, it's over. Eh? Yeah, like the, yeah. <laughs> you know, hey. not going to fix it. No, 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 <laughs> no. no. But it's like catastrophic just, for whatever it is, right? Yeah, yeah. And just guess, send a dude up. Fix it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess, and I guess the more rubbish that's up there, what do, yeah. can good? Well, good satellites hit that stuff. That's a, that's, that's the thing. The, that's the issue, right? Yeah, that's the issue. They, they, there is there is some um, phenomena which they they've got a name for it. Yeah, you know, some theoretical physicist or whatever has said we're not that. Pardon me, not that far away from a point where. If one satellite, say, were to disintegrate, then it just becomes like a chain reaction because it goes into a, a million pieces. Yep. And in the next three days, another 150 satellites all come through that oh, debris field right. and they all go. Yeah. And then the next week it's. Yeah, yeah. And everything yeah. just disintegrates itself. All of a sudden, no mobile coverage. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, I think that's one of the concerns now. I think they're trying to figure out how they can get up there and. Pick up old satellites and you know, fly a big net around to grab big magnet. Yeah, big yeah, magnet yeah. or something. Yeah, that's interesting. And grab that stuff. The moon. This just this week on Twitter, I saw Chinese landed on the not landed on the moon. They've landed a craft on the moon and taken some samples, and they found 
fuck, what was that? Like a li- liquid helium or something crystals, which apparently are going to be some great energy source. And I think it, they said it's the third, me- uh, third uh, material found on the moon that we either don't have here on Earth or we have it in such low quali- uh, quantities in Earth yeah. that you can't find it. And but on the moon, there's plenty of it. Oh, and interesting! So yeah, we're start mining the moon. Yeah, fucking look at it. Yeah, because there's plenty of um. What's While they're up there, bring that rubbish. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just cut it in half and like float half of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> plenty of stuff up there, deuterium and all sorts of stuff which they reckon they can use and turn use for energy. And oh, and this week they did that. Um, they flew that little satellite into a asteroid. Did, oh yeah, yeah no, I didn't hear about that. Just this week they did it. It was a it was a test to see if they could influence the trajectory of that uh, little asteroid oh, flying yeah. around. Oh yeah, yeah, and it was yeah you know, like it was like a little. You actually had a little. You could see the the camera view. They had two views where they had another little spacecraft traveling behind this one, and so. As this one approached, you couldn't actually see this one. It was too small. But what you could see was coming closer and closer was this asteroid from, from this one. And then all of a sudden on that asteroid, you know, there's a bit of a of dust. Yeah. But then they also had the camera on this little one. And it's just going, shh. And this asteroid's getting closer and closer and closer and closer and closer. And then just yeah. all over. But, yeah. They, they hit it, and they're really impressed because apparently they got it within 17 metres of where they had actually aimed for the thing to hit. Shit. This is not bad. Did throw... it actually influence its trajectory? I don't know. That was the whole point of it. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I didn't follow it up to see if it actually had not any 17 metres must be good, I guess, from down here. You'd reckon, eh? Hey? But yeah. 17 metres on a – I don't know. How big was the asteroid? Yeah. Good question. Yeah. But 17 metres could be a long way on, on how you influence something. That's, if it was only 80 yeah. metres wide, bro, it's a yeah. pretty only just. Yeah, that's yeah. What I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you hit it on the wrong side and yeah. then it comes straight at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's, um, there's a pretty cool, well, maybe it's cool, maybe it's freaky, uh, webpage that NASA put up. And if you Google NASA next five near Earth, it gives you the next five known near Earth objects that are going to pass close. Like to the Earth. Oh yeah, and and you know, and and it's got like a picture. It'll have a picture. This one, it's called you know, like No one two 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 or something, and it'll be a picture of an aeroplane because it's the size of a seven four seven. This rock, or it'll yeah. be a house because it's the rocks the size of a house. And so next five, and those next five are always within like the next twenty four hours. Like they're oh, far. far there are always these things zooming past us, but the you know some of them are, are coming. This is the Earth, and this is the Moon. You know. Like some of them are coming in between here. Lots of them are out here, like five times further than the moon. You're like, yeah, that's good because yeah. that one's the size of seven four seven. That's pretty good. Yeah. But then occasionally there'll be one just through here, and then sometimes they're like, oh, there's quite a big one coming, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. When did you find out? Oh, about forty five minutes ago. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> that it, could ruin us. Yes, if it was heading, or if it's gone past, like because you're like those um, telescopes and everything are only looking at. A narrow field, little spot. Like you've got Earth and you yeah. look at yeah. the field like this and there might be one over here and whatever. Mm. But quite often they'll see something that's actually gone past and like, oh, that's going the other way. Yeah. Oh, shit, if that had hit us, that, that yeah. would have We missed us. that. Yeah. 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 Why don't they, why don't things hit? Is there something to do with like Jupiter? Gravity and shit like that. Jupiter's the main one. Apparently Jupiter, because of its mass, 
it's you know, and it sort of orbits around the sun, and we orbit around the sun, but it's got enough gravity that it tends to just like suck lots of that debris towards it oh, and clears a lot of space that we go through. And right. yeah, apparently there's been. If it wasn't for Jupiter, we'd just be rock or dust by now because it would we wouldn't hit so much. Far out. But, but we we do get hit though. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That um, we never hit out in the desert. Well, no, I mean, well, that's what the Gulf of Mexico was created. Oh, really? That yeah. was an asteroid, and that's what they reckon wiped out the dinosaurs, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what they, last, who's last they? Time, yeah, yeah. Last <laughs> time I read said. a storybook. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do, like that Tunguska blast back in 1901 or whatever it was, up in the north of Siberia. Yeah. That was a pretty big rock, and I think it blew up, like, just above the ground in an airburst. But it flattened, like, millions of trees for hundreds and thousands of kilometres. And for a long time, I remember as a kid sort of reading about that, and that was back in the 70s, and people were still like, was this some sort of black magic or was this yeah. the devil? Because, it, like, mm-hmm. we weren't, weren't quite sure what it was. Not advanced like that. Yeah. But it was a, um, it was a, it was an asteroid that blew up. Far out. So that so Jupiter's gravity just pulls most things that way away from us. Keeps a lot of it sort away, of apparently. Yeah, over time has cleared that path. But we go twice a year. So yeah, there's this is the sun, and we're the we're the Earth. We're going around like this. Twice a year, we go through the toroid meteor stream, which is where some I don't know some asteroid or comet b- broke up. Years ago, and it's just like a debris, but it's kind of formed, you know, like a ring around here. Yeah. And twice a year, as we're going around the sun, we go up through that stream of debris and then down through it again, like that. Right. And so it's when you like, because you get in March and um, June or whenever it is, there's two times you get lots of um, shooting stars, meteor activity. Yeah. That's where we're going through this stream of debris, and that's oh, where those little meteors hitting the atmosphere and burning up. Oh yeah. Yeah, but there's. A couple of big chunks in there. So yeah. there's concern in around 2030 that we're going to go through it. And when we go through it, there's some big chunks that are going to be pretty close to when we're going through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. lots of them are small and they burn up. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's what you're shooting stars. Yeah, that's for what, sure. They are. They're just little, oh, yeah. little meteorites hitting the atmosphere and just burning up from friction. Mm. Mm. They're going so quick. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. You don't want to hit one of those big ones, though. Nah, nah. Even nah, a little one. It keeps it exciting, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even a small one, though, at X speed would be a worry, right? Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. a big shake up. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, we, we just are. had two years of chaos. We don't need any. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Isn't Wellington due for a big shake up? Wellington's due to like disappear into the ocean, I'm pretty sure. Is that oh, what yeah. it's going to do? Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I thought it was overdue. I think Mother Nature hates Wellington because. It's windy. Not just Mother Nature. Yeah. <laughs> People. People do too. Everyone that doesn't live in Wellington. Yeah, yeah. Not only is Where it is like that? windy, cold, shitty, but it's going to just slide off into the ocean. It's just going to be. Apparently, it's good on a good day, but. Is it? Well, it's the, you know, I think all those conditions, though, have made Wellington. <laughs> And the geography have made it a cool little city because it's like a chock full of cool little restaurants and bars yeah, and things to do. But I think it's because like fuck, we don't want to go too far. Like just pack it in next to the other place because it's yeah. cold and windy. We just want to sneak from here to there. So it's like it's a densely. Shelter. It's got straight lots of, out your door and into a nice warm place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's densely populated with cool things to do and eat yeah. and whatever for that reason. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Isn't um so Topol is doing something at the moment, eh? Yeah. Like volcanic activity. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's it's. 
It's just been elevated. Yeah, the, it's alert level. Yeah, the alert level. Yeah. 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 Oh well, shit! First time in ages, eh? Yeah, I think so. It's like it's normally at alert level zero. Nothing's going on, and then mm. I've gone. No, we're just going to push it up to level one. Mm. There's been seven hundred earthquakes under the lake. Oh wow! Little, I think little ones, but mm. enough of them in an area that they're starting to go. Okay, that seems to be you know, some sustained activity. There's some. There's magma or something moving around under there. Something's oh, yeah. going on. Is mm. the water warm? I don't know. <laughs> there might be this beautiful window, you know, for a couple of years where the water's just yeah, awesome yeah. before it goes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That Giant hot tub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, water around the coast of it there is quite nice, eh? Like that comes out of the ground. Yeah, warm water. It's uh, yeah that's, it's oh, that's, nice, eh? that's such a cool thing, geothermal water, you know. Yeah. Oh, I've got that in Waiwera. Yeah? Oh, yeah. That's great. Have you? Yeah, yeah I've got this, um, got this concreted hot tub. No and, way. Yep, yep. And it's got a... Looks like a king. <laughs> Paradise. It's got um, yeah, we run out. You want some? Oh, I'll grab one. But you keep yeah. going. I'll grab one. Cool. So, yeah, it's this. Well, actually, <clears throat> so our place is like three stories. It's got um, garages down below and a courtyard where I've got a hot tub, and then there's my level, and then the l- landlords who lives up the landlord who lives upstairs. He's got She's a mine. hot tub, s- sort of a split level, and then he's got another one. At the top level? Yep. Anyway. This guy's leveled up. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, um, I've just got this pipe running into this hot tub. You put a plug in the bottom, and it's uh, the the full-size tub is probably this this size sort of area like this, but it's been um, walled off in a section because when those water restrictions come in, you you couldn't use X amount in a day. Anyway, smash that down, man. Get a sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah, man. Get rid of that. So, She's a lap pool now. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you'd sit two or three adults in it. No worries. Yeah, absolutely. You know. And you just crack this tap, and it's 40 degrees out of the tap. That, and that's the dream. Just, yeah, thermal, beautiful yeah, spring can't water. Get better, just, eh? yeah, yeah. Not spring, but um, I forget what it's called. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a thermal spring, I guess. It's like Rotorua, you know? Yeah. It's, it's that sort of nice. Um, Thermal water straight out of the tap, awesome. Mm. Yeah, my uh, my grandparents did the same at Parakai. Do they? Yeah. Well, they don't now. They're not around. Yeah, uh, <laughs> did. Fair enough. Um, sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of happens when you get older. Yeah, <laughs> seems to. <laughs> they um, but no, nah, exactly the same thing, Woody. They they had a um big pool like shit. I don't know. It would be, I don't know, eight by four, like a proper big pool, and that always heat. That was um. So where they were, they had like. Some sort of like handshake agreement rights to um, this mineral or thermal bore. Yeah. So they. Yeah, that's a, yeah so it's they. Like a thirty-year. Um, whatever. Yeah, agreement, some least, sort of agreement. Yeah. yeah, and then so they had this big. Their big pool was always hot, so we'd. Oh, well, in some so of them cool. go cold, but yeah, winter it was it was hot, so we'd we'd be out there all the time um, as kids, and then but then. Second to that, they had like exactly like you were saying, Woody. They had like a, this room that was built. Pretty much like a, they had like a fiberglass shell, like a spa pool would have, but essentially it's a big bath, you know, yep. like same thing. Just turn a tap on, put the plug in, turn the tap on. Yeah, it's all shaped like a spa. Yeah, and um, you'd step up into it and um, game it. Yeah, same thing, forty yeah. degrees and beautiful water, like oh, just man. cooking, man. And you yeah. couldn't get better. I like, I remember your dad's told us stories. Dad grew up there in that house, yeah. um, as a kid, and yeah, same thing, like 
them and all their mates when they're teenagers and yeah man like massively involved in local rugby and they'd all be out there a whole bunch of lads you know in, in the pool after games after and the game, yeah, yeah, yeah just recuperating therapeutic ish yeah. yeah that's it yeah <laughs> the beers after probably kill that but but yeah same thing just awesome yeah yeah there's a couple of outlets um onto the beach at Waiwara oh yeah yeah sort of at either end of the beach so you can actually go down there and dig out a bit of a thing in the sand, block it up with some rocks, and and you got your own little pool, pool. on the beach. Yeah, and then the well, the ocean's right there, so you yeah. can jump out of that and into the cold ocean, and jump back into the hot cold into the warm. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. All right, having that coming in your property has got to add some value to the property. You know, if you just want to, like you say, just imagine having an all pool in your backyard, and then going, oh, we just turn the hot tap on if you want to warm the pool up. You know, two hours before a party, just cycle that through. Yeah, yeah, and it's free coming out of the ground. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't know. There's... It is metered, but is it? Yeah, no. yeah, you're only allowed X amount a day, but yeah, I, I don't know if I'm um, out at Nana Pops was, but they. I think the bore itself was kind of on a neighbouring property which they used to own. Oh, yeah. And then they sold that but had a handshake agreement with the person they sold to. Keep the water yeah. access. Yeah, that they were still allowed to use to fill up their pool. Yeah. But then I think, I don't know whether it was the same person or whether it, that neighbouring property sold again and then it went a bit pear-shaped. No, yeah. But they still had access to it, but then it was like, say, the tap or the bore or whatever, like, fucked out. Right. And then it's like, well, who's paying to fix it? Yeah. Those sort of things. But yeah, I guess if you're... um. Yeah, that's the sort of thing if you're going to go off the grid you know you live off the grid man, that'd be gold you find a grid, place eh? like that that's yeah. got that that access with a little bore on there so you've got hot water absolutely and then if you if you could pair that up with a bit of a hill and a stream shit man I saw this dude on YouTube the other day and in his basement of his house he's just got this pipe that runs from the stream way up here it's just gravity is what drives it but it's just he's got this little uh, pipe in the stream coming out runs down to his house and in his basement there's just this little turbine and this thing's just going yeah. yep. and just producing power and just topping up his you know like his, uh, his solar, solar batteries, batteries. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sweet. just and it's constant the stream runs all the time all yeah. year round just constantly yeah yeah man you know it's like, that'd be cool you're not paying for power yeah yeah we had a client the same that did the same um over in Derry flat somewhere Used to be out south. He'd moved over there, and then that's his water. Like that's that, he's just taken that out of the stream because it's on his property. Right. And so it comes to the house, turns electricity, and then that water just gets used in the house or the garden yeah. or fills the pool or whatever. It's yeah. not hot, but yeah. Oh, and yeah. I think that the yeah, turbine good, eh? like yeah. um, keeps things topped up when the sun's not around. You know, yeah. Like yeah. Solar panels as well, but yeah, like you said, that turbine unless your creek runs dry, which is pretty unlikely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just especially added, after the winter we've had. Yeah, yeah, it's just an added source, right? When there's less sun, but there's water. Yeah, and I guess too, if there's like lack of water, there's probably more sun. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, true. yeah. It's dry. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's true. There's some cool technology going on to try to make power like free. Well, not free, but yeah, environment from environmental sources. There's this design where it's Actually, looks a bit like that, except it doesn't have the, a bottle. But they're building this tall tower. I think they're going to do it in Arizona. And, but it's going to be tall, like it's real tall. It's like three hundred meters tall. Yeah, <laughs> something like. And it's got this. It's got this end. It's got this kind of bulbous end. How long? <laughs> what shape exactly? How long? Yeah, yeah. And then it's got these two round things. Yeah, at the yeah that's the, the fan <laughs> units, and you just you keep Mate, them. Things have been around for years. <laughs> <laughs> it's this tall tower, 
and it works on the temperature differential because it's just so what, they they pipe mm. some water they up do. there and they're going to spray some water. <laughs> they, <laughs> water. Yeah. they spray some water down the top and that because that water starts to fall that causes the air to be dragged behind it and they've got some fans at the bottom and so air just gets dragged down. Once that cycle's started, it just continues. It's like right. siphoning. Yeah, it's like siphoning. And the t- it's the temperature difference between the temp- air temperature up here and the ground temperature, which keeps it going. And so it's just pulling air through, turning these turbines. And once you've got it going, that's it. It's Fire These up. turbines just get turned, so they produce yep. some power. And it's just a, it's a unit. Yep. There's no other moving parts in this here. So really low to maintain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I'll draw one for you guys later on. (laughs) I'm sure there's one in one of your mags, mate. (laughs) Don't bother drawing. Look forward to that drawing. (laughs) 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 I'm a dog member on Austin (laughs) Power. That's interesting, though, eh? Like like you said, it it becomes infinite ish. Mm. It just. It doesn't require anything to sort of feed it, I think, once it's going. Mm. I don't think they need to keep pumping water to keep it going. I think that's a starting process. Once the water falls down, creates a low-pressure area as it drags some air down with it, and the air just keeps coming. It's just like well, why siphoning. Can't, why can't siphoning work, like, on a turbine? How do you mean? Like, siphoning and feeding back into the same thing, and well, the turbine runs. Because you lose an air. You lose an energy. Like, as your air, if you did, as your air comes down, it's going to push the turbine... And take some energy out of the system, yeah. so you know it can't end up with an endless, endless cycle of air. Yeah, it's I mean, like water, reason of influence, yeah. Siphoning water, though, like why can't that just go round and round and round? So as it comes out the hose, it goes back into the same place it's feeding from. Cause it would be because you'd need more energy to lift it. I guess the lifting power to siphon it to pull it up. You're gonna pull it up as it comes down. It's just gonna like end up equalizing. You know, if, water, if water's in a like in a, you in a circle, it, you got to you have you to pump it to get it to go energy up. Energy to pump it up. Yeah, no, but when you're siphoning, it, you don't. Like, don't. Who says it has to be vertical? Oh no, but but siphoning works because remember, siphoning only works if you got a tank of water here. Yeah, you can siphon down. Yeah, like that. But you can't you can't then siphon back up. That's that's why it wouldn't work because. You can, always, you can always siphon down a hill. Yeah, yeah so where, where it's coming out, it's got no pressure to put yeah. it back into the thing above it. Yeah, you've got to always yeah. Yeah, when you yes. siphon, you yeah, can always, okay. you've got to have that lower, the exit point lower than where you're drawing from, or it'll just stop. Man, I thought I was onto something then. Yeah, you were close. Oh, I was close. <laughs> Someone's well, they, they haven't thought about this yet. <laughs> yeah. well, they probably have. They yeah, just well. disappeared because yeah, yeah. the oil company didn't want them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> That's is, it. This, is this going live already? <laughs> Shit. That's it. Next, <laughs> next, <laughs> next week. Me in black suits outside. Yeah, next week we'll be like, have you heard from Ollie? No, nah, man. <laughs> He's gone off to <laughs> fucking gone radio silent. Yeah, but there was he a did. dude with a mobile <laughs> badge on his <laughs> car that kind of took him away. Yeah, he did have that idea, guys. Never mind this power station down the road solar pits yeah well that's what but but talking about that um, new technology and energy and that so there's a company now called um, NDB so it's nano diamond batteries Hmm. and what they're doing is taking nuclear waste and they're creating diamonds out of it but these diamonds hold enough energy to power for like produce power for 28,000 years or some some Fuck crazy sakes. amount of times. Like, so so because they think lithium's going to run out or yeah. it's just going to get too hard to mine it or, or whatever, um, these guys have found that you can create yeah, these diamonds with energy inside them 
um, from nuclear waste. So <clears throat> great theory and can produce really good energy for a long Forever. time. Yeah, for a very long time. However, I guess that the risk is in actually getting the shit out of the ground, right? Or or taking the dealing with the nuclear waste. Is the, yeah, and, and yeah. the diamond like nuclear waste? Is it, it radioactive? Or, yeah, yeah, radioactive. Well, it, yeah. it must have been because it's produced yeah. from the nuclear waste from a from a power plant. Mm. Yeah. Some I can't remember the process in which they do to to produce this stuff, but it'll be just a handling of it. Would yeah. Be difficult. And encasing it so it doesn't get out. Yeah, but imagine that like. They they reckon they're going to produce batteries that you can last for thousands of years. Yeah, well, they just produce energy the whole time. Well, that's a radio waste. That's what it it is is doing. It's it's just radioactive. Like it's given off energy. Yeah, like all uranium the time. and all that. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just de it's decaying. That's constant it's, source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as long as you can do it, and like you say, maybe maybe that's what they're doing. They're somehow trapping that into like a crystalline diamond structure so that it's not yeah not radiating out randomly and zapping people. It's mm. Being yeah. managed and forced into one area and then pushing electrons out so you get electricity out or something like that. That's yeah, what rather done. than rather than damaging Dis radiation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I reckon the amount of radiation it gives off is less than what the human body gives off. Oh right, oh, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. So they've so, yeah, like you say, they've somehow managed to contain harness. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harness it. It's yeah. pretty cool though. Like, That's... so it almost then makes nuclear power plants quite a reusable. Clean energy, yeah, yeah, because yeah. all a nuclear power plant is doing is creating steam to drive a generator yep. to produce power. It's just that's, that's right, it's just the waste from the fusion process that we use. Yeah. But if you move to uh, not fusion, sorry, the fission process, if we but if we if we can crack fusion, then you don't end up with that waste. And they're also they're looking now to make different fission reactors, thorium reactors, and different things so okay. that they don't produce as much waste. And even if they do have a meltdown. They design them in such a way that you don't get the problems that you had at like Chernobyl. So, yeah, but you know, basically they they fail safe. Like if they if they stop power stops to them somehow they you know a door opens and the fuel rods fall onto a heap of things that will cool them down or somehow they're designed in such a way that if they fail they just fail safely yep. instead of today when they fail they fail and you got a problem on your hands. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Germany just two weeks ago, three weeks ago because of the. Yeah, you know, the dependence on the Russian natural gas and oil. Yeah, they have just said it's okay. We're just going to move nuclear energy back onto the green energy sources again because they're like they were shutting down all the nuclear power plants because they were, for whatever reason, mm. and now they're like, shit, we're screwed. We've depended on Russian yeah. oil. We need to liven these things up again. Mm. And you're right, it's a clean yep. source if it's if it's managed, if the waste is managed. And now if you can yep. do something like that, like turn it into really useful batteries. Yeah, nuclear's got to take off. It just yeah, it does. Yeah. It's just it's scary, it's just, but in a yeah. sense, it is. Yeah. But it's it is. But it's because it gets all the the media, and it could yeah, and there could be there can be these big events. But when you then you look at coal mining, fuck, how many guys die in coal mining oh, each it's year? Shit. You know yeah. how much like, shit is it putting into the atmosphere? Yeah, but we still use it. At, like I thought Huntley was supposed to be shutting down, but apparently we're still burning it. Like I don't know, we're still yeah. using it. And it's, look, it's a thing you've got to mm. do. It's a, it's, a, it's a progression along, but you're right. Ultimately, you would think, hey, let's move to nuclear and make it clean nuclear and just be able to pump out heaps of power from a little amount of source. It just becomes overall more efficient. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing going into the atmosphere is steam. Steam. Yep. Yeah. And That's then right. what? Then you end up like powering cars by that? Well, they... 
Who I knows? think they tested that years ago, eh? Because, I mean, they have nuclear-powered submarines. And, yeah. It's yeah. When you have a crash, yeah, it's the issue, right? At the moment, sorts. I guess. Yeah, what's that? If you have a crash, is the issue, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Well, it's heavy as hell. Like, oh, is it? Like yeah. uranium and I don't know, whatever the other stuff they use is super heavy. Oh, well, they yeah. use it yeah. in... Um, they use it for the the shells, like yeah, the, the, those A ten warthogs, those oh, American planes. Rifle. Yeah, depleted uranium. Depleted uranium. Yep. Yeah, yeah, because just super heavy. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So it packs a lot of momentum. Yeah. Far out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, because if you make power sources like that that are infinite, then yeah, again, it's the whole fuel company thing that. Yeah, but they'll move it. They'll adopt it. They'll no. see it coming eventually, and they'll well, if they're invest smart, in they'll it. Just, yeah, they'll, they'll invest in it. They'll it. go to doing that. I guess they. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Away yeah. from oil and. Yeah. A, the market will make it happen, you know. It'd be like, look, sucks. You've invested billions of dollars in the oil industry, but you might as well get but out of it and move on to. But the they're, next they're making money from it already. Like they've yeah. made so much yeah. money out of. They've oil. already made billions, right? They will yeah. be owning the lithium mines Trillions. and the, and the yeah. dump trucks and, the, and what all the infrastructure around yeah. all the other alternatives mm. that it'll yeah. happen. Yeah, it'll, it's got to happen. It's like it's like anything, you know. The dudes who used to make. Arrows all the time would have been like fuck. We got to get smart bullets. here and start making bullets or something. Yeah, no, but you're right. But, that, but that's exactly the smart ones would have like they would have seen the changing times and done that. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Trains and cars. Yeah. Same deal. But li- but li- trains and cars like yeah. you know there used to be coach builders. Yep. And then because yeah. they had all those skills, they eventually started building cars because mm. that was the next thing. That's good. Yeah. I, I know. A, when I was a teenager, I dated a girl, and I remember her dad. He was a coach builder. It was what his title was. He wasn't a mechanic. He was or anything. He was a coach builder, mm. and so he would do like a whole heap of work on cars, like, like yeah. it's, even like inside stuff, like the leather work and all of that kind of stuff, and woodworking cars because he was yeah. a coach builder. Mm. Yeah, because he could do everything. Yeah, to do yeah. with that before. So, yeah, yeah multi talented. But those. Yeah, like little nuclear batteries. I mean, imagine if you had, this was your power pack, like this is it, and you just drop that in your car and like you never change it. No, like, it's, and that's my you, power pack every weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've got that now. <laughs> We're into that. You only need one, but we seem to have a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and even like you think of your house too, like, and it would just never end. Like there wouldn't be power cuts. Yeah. And with with severe weather events and stuff like that. Yeah. You'd never turn your lights off. Like, what the fuck for? Yeah. <laughs> Leave one all the time. There'd be light. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's it. That would be cool. Yeah. Those electric cars, man. Um, I was telling a mate the other day, we were talking about uh, autonomous vehicles. I watched on Twitter, someone had just done like a little um, time lapse of their Tesla drive. Okay. That Tesla was doing some good driving. It was just driving all the way through somewhere in America. And, you know, watching it come into intersections and just navigate through intersections does a really good job. Yeah, but it made me think. A couple of years ago, ten years ago, I saw um, a document—not a documentary, just a short thing—on um, Volvo and their autonomous driving, and it was really well set up because this was this was before Teslas were a main thing. Yeah, it was before you'd seen heaps of footage of self-driving cars. It was like, right, it was a new technology, and. Um, there's this British journalist, I think, and he's sitting in the passenger seat of this car. He's going, "Today we're at the te- at the um, Volvo testing grounds, and they're going to release." And demonstrate to us the new automated driving technology. And so, yeah, there's a guy in like a white lab coat outside the car. And they go, is he ready? He goes, all right, let's go. And the car goes, 
<laughs> like this is a self-driving shit like this yeah. and the guy's going the Volvo team have been working on this while and they're quite happy with their performance and how it's going and then it just goes <laughs> and takes off and just boots it around this circuit and you're like whoa like it was a yeah. good setup you know yeah, it was obviously yeah, yeah. silly but when the thing was going the guy's in the passenger seat he's going ah because <laughs> the thing's like hey, coming in the corner like full on the brakes yeah. and sliding yeah it was oh. mean Oh, you'd be, awesome. that'd be scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, I imagine, I wonder what those Teslas would do if you let them go loose. If yeah. you're like, all right, forget about not running people over for now. Just yep. go as hard as you can. Yep. What can you show us? Those things would be insane, I reckon. Elon would have done that. Tesla S, I think it is. Have you? It's the go, well, it's not the super go fast one, but it was a go fast one. Boom. And they do like zero to 100 and Three seconds or something. Yeah. It is insane. Cool. Because it's, it's all so that talk. Insane. They just get 100% yeah. talk from zero revs yeah. with their batteries. But yeah. also there's no engine noise. So yeah. you're just kind of just, you're just speeding up and then yeah. like, you can hear all the wind and stuff. But Bizarre. you don't have that engine sort of, I don't know how to say it, like, um, like, you know, when you're in a car and it's, an engine comes up to revs, you expect it to go fast. You yeah. can kind of hear it and you're anticipating. Yeah. That's yep. the word I was looking for. You anticipate this is going to go fast because you can kind of hear it. But you just start going but fast. Nothing, yeah, you're just going fast. You're just getting like sucked back into your seat and you're like, holy shit. And then. For what? Because there's no noise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just more and more wind noise. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. You can buy units that you can stick on a car and they've got speakers. Out and they, you put them out the back, and you can get like a, like a get a mini miner or something, and it's got a microphone that goes into the engine bay, and then it's got a little um, audio processor in there, and out the back you can go, okay, what do I want to make? This? I'll make this sound like a Shelby Cobra, oh and so out the back it's picking up the revs from the really? engine, but making it go. Oh, 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 oh. How do you make it sound like a Tesla? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> but that'd be cool. I could cruise around a little car, and it's like, you're like what the hell is it? <laughs> Hey, what's in that? Just noise. <laughs> yeah. That's all it is. Fun, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, now that you say that, they had those um, speakers that like would, and it would have a micro switch on your gear lever. Mm. And then when you change gear, it would go, oh, <laughs> blow off valve type scenario. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you see the rally cars here this week on yeah. Thursday? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so I they've didn't. got a supplementary fuel stop at the Atlas. Concrete place on um, oh, 16. Oh, did they? Where, when? Today. Oh, oh in did the they? Actual, in the actual um, Atlas. Mount in the Rex. yard. Mount Rex. Mount Rex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 so up. the cars were in and out, like back and forward between North Shore and Atlas. Ah. Getting Oh, sorry, not North Shore. Um, they're going out towards Calcop. So yep. there must be a stage out that way. Yeah. They're at Kuiper Flats or something today. Oh, or, okay. That would yeah. make sense. But it was yep. like a, yeah, they called it a supplementary fuel stop. So yep. they must have to like strategize if refuels or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, they're north of there. So that's. Yeah. But they were coming back down from yeah, yeah. that way. I going guess out there, it, getting fuel and heading back up. Where do, yeah, I wonder where they stay, like in terms of. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I just thought it was weird that they like go out of their way to get fuel. Yeah, why is there not one just up where they're racing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I saw um, I saw a thing on Facebook the other day. Richie McCall was down there. Yeah, he he went for a ride with someone. Did he? Yeah, he was fizzing. eh? Was he? Yeah, Yeah, he said it was just unreal. It was pretty mean, man. Like it was Thursday morning. I was walking the kids to school, 
And I and Renee actually texted me on WhatsApp and sent me this little voice message. And I was like, I listened to it. And she goes, oh, the, the the rally cars are down the bottom of the street. There's photographers and thing everywhere. And I went, oh, I thought it was the week after. I thought it was next Thursday. I'd forgotten about it. Right. And I was like, oh, cool. So I walked the kids to school and we're walking up the street. And it's just ding 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 ding. Like there's just they sound these, mean. They, yeah, there's like these mums driving to school, and then they're yeah. sitting behind them, backed up behind them. Just it's like the world rally champs. Yeah, we went over the Garfield, just down outside the school, and I can hear this thing going ding 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 ding. But there was like a a, 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 a transit van or something coming up. They're sitting there. I couldn't kind of see it. I get round it. That's Sebastian Ogier, yeah. who's world number oh, one. Sure. He's like he's number leading. one. I think he's leading the rally now. Yeah, well, he was. Well, he was. He was there, and I'm like, yeah. the kids, I went. That's the best driver on the planet, you know. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, sitting outside the school, and all the kids already got to school yeah. were on the fence like monkeys, like fifty little blue outfits, <laughs> so just going, cool. ah, looking at this thing. Yeah. And so it's awesome. Yeah, man. And then I followed. I let drop the kids off, and I walked back down, followed them down here. And there was someone else came down, and from the top of top of Ratafari here, just down to our elbow of the road yeah, yep. here, he just gave it a squirt, and you know, he yeah. gave it a squirt. But then he had to get on the brakes real quick because the cars had some. Someone was turning, or they backed oh, up there, and you hear him slide like on the on the bitumen. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, man. It was mean. And then Shane, we, I walked down. Just down to the rugby ground and took a picture from my dad just to show. It's like, hey, this is what's happening in my town today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Shane, We're moving get, forward. yeah, Shane <laughs> Van Gisbergen was yep. having a crack in it. Yeah, he, yeah, I he didn't was in realize a car. He did um, some rally. No, yeah, did I. I saw a thing with him this morning. He's like sitting sixth or something. Oh, yeah, wicked. Yeah, he had a couple of mistakes, I think. But okay, but yeah, going mean. It's funny how they can just yeah, just cross code type. Yeah, because it's super different, yeah. eh? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. must be. But yeah. then. Yeah, is there elements that are just the same? Like, it's got, well, yeah, or just like the natural out, ability to like handle a car, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, like, for sure. But yeah, it must be super different in terms of grip and stuff. Like, yeah, they're like yeah. loose all the time, aren't they? Where, like, they, say, um, V8s, mate, they're stuck to the ground. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. And if they're not, you're out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Now, when did a um, rally drive NZ or something like that? It's down in Maramurua Forest. Yep. So awesome, man. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So you you go down there. It was five hundred dollars um, to do it, but it was so worth it. Oh, absolutely! Uh, and that was going back a few years. But you go do like a loop around. It's a um, a forestry track, so it's all gravel, quite well bermed, and um, takes you out in like a land cruiser or something. And you just do a bit of a brief on the circuit, and then comes you come back and jump in an Evo three, I think it was. Yep. And he sits next to you. You've got helmets with comms on. And so he's just talking to you constantly. But there's no, like, so, he drives and then you drive. You're just straight in the driver's seat. Right. So it's just like, right, awesome. go. And you're go. Just like, you do exactly what he tells you. Change now, change now. Um, you come up to a corner, he's like, and, and said he'd sort of talk to you about it, like, you know, turn in and then you got to kind of oh, throw the car The Swedish flick. Yeah, yeah, mm. which is crazy yeah. because it kind of goes against everything you've what you're yeah. doing. You know, <laughs> what you you get that momentum swing in the car around. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, Right, foot down, change now, change now. And you just, you have no idea how fast you're going other than it feels fast. Yeah. It's just like gravel and like everything's flying past you. And you move over the side, move over the side, and you're constantly talking to you. You're just trying to manage gears, manage speed, manage brakes, and there's just so much happening. Oh, and, um, so good. It's awesome, man. It was such a good rush. You're worth doing, eh? Yeah, yeah. And then all this, everyone goes through it. And then at the end of it, they, he either takes you for a ride or we just happened to be there on the day that um, one of New Zealand's top drivers were there. 
and he had an Evo 8. Yep. And we uh, jumped in with him in the passenger seat. And you thought you were going fast when you were driving? <laughs> Holy shit. Like this dude. Triple fold. just insane. You're coming up to a corner, you're like, I'm going to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just, and just throws around, you're out of there. And You've accepted like, it. Oh, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> Please stop. Yeah. Yeah. But man, it is insane. And, and how they just grip. Yeah. Without gripping, if that makes sense. Like yeah. all four wheels they are, skate. Are, spinning. Yeah, are just spinning. Yeah. But he's just got all the grip and the control in the world, and he's just yeah. just loose. But it's that really, awesome, it's, a, it's that really like light, light grip. You know, yeah. like the, the car's kind of got air underneath it almost. It's yeah. just touching the ground, but it's enough grip. It's like a dance with the yeah. ground. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Must be on the edge. Yeah, yeah. totally it's on the so edge. So cool, man. Yeah. We used to watch it as kids. It was the same. Well, similar course. I think it was Rothman's rally then. Cigarette. Yeah. Sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> um, good old days. Yeah. <laughs> when you're allowed like bad <laughs> stuff to sponsor you. Yeah, man. Back when times were good. Uh, life was simple. But I mean we um we used to watch it with like with dad and stuff and we'd just go down here, down um along and land. But one year me and my mate were living uh, staying up at his place at the top of Fordyce Road on our bikes at like four thirty AM BMXs. <laughs> From there, like all the way in here up to um Top of Kiwatahi because it used to oh, start at yes. Kiwatahi by down by Woodhill School. Okay, and they'd do all the Kiwatahi. This is all in one hit, and yeah. then they'd come along out of Top of Kiwatahi along Wishart down the five mile hill here, and then out to Kaukau. But yeah, we did the pedal at five AM type thing. Is I don't know, we would have been ten or eleven. Legends, but yeah, but fucking cool. Yeah, like, just live for that shit, and That's... we just move along like different corners. And yeah, yeah, it's awesome, eh? Yeah, yeah. just the sound. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. I remember one year one of them rolled eh, like along here on inland. I can't remember who the driver was. But um, I remember Simon, my brother, had this fucking grill. Like he got the grill off it. Like, oh, yeah. sort of Fuck, it was sick, and it was like sat like prime position on his like bedside on his yeah, bedside, yeah. his bookshelf in his room for years. Yeah, but yeah. rad, awesome. Yeah, fucking cool though. Yeah, and that would have been like that would have been like that. It's possum born type era. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. back that would have been yep. that long ago, I guess. Yeah, we we were like primary school kids. The crazy thing about it is that you drive with navigator. Like it's not just the driver piloting it like he's listening and getting his cues from the dude next to him yeah, yeah. and that's a great r- amount of trust to be in that relationship and go okay don't cock it up yeah, yeah. <laughs> i guess though that like his survival is your survival you know yeah what I mean? like yeah. yeah he ain't gonna put us off the road he's not gonna try to but but what yeah, happens? he's sitting there with like his notes hey just not even looking at the road eh? blah, blah, yeah, yeah just rattling through it yeah yeah, yeah that's well, a, they don't how does he be. not get motion sickness yeah they must get real yeah. used to that yeah yeah do it's they like those jet sprint boat guys they eh? like they're oh, sitting next yeah. to them just sitting like that <laughs> yeah yeah those are rad man that's awesome that's yeah. so quick you can yeah, go on those awesome. somewhere too eh? yeah yeah there's a few places i think yeah that'd yeah. be awesome yeah. but the, when when you make a mistake there geez you, you know about it because they just like you make a mistake and suddenly you've gone off water you're on dirt and the yeah. thing's just rolling yeah you know? sometimes you're lucky and they just <laughs> scoot up and stop eh? but yeah. often they're like or they scoot yeah. up and they don't stop and they're out in the car park. Like they just keep <laughs> yeah. going like a rocket. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Those things are doing like four Gs or something around a corner, aren't they? Was crazy. Crazy. It's like crazy. Yeah. It's funny just too, like how much horsepower is in like a thing. Yeah. Like the, the oh. length of that thing. So they're tiny. Dude, Ish. I saw only today. I've just, just seen this today. It's um like electric powered surfboard racing. There's yes. little surfboards about this that. long to see them. That's so cool. Yeah, like all these yeah. dudes are standing in the water like a yeah. moto start or whatever it is, GP start, standing in the water, and then they hit some button, and you see this bubbles coming out the back of the boards, and they run and jump on the boards, like a little foot 
straps yep. Yep. and then they're off they're like yeah, surfing like along little, like this like jockeys you know? yeah yeah <laughs> little tow rope off the yeah little tow to hold on yeah, yeah. that's right yeah. oh yeah yeah so cool i've never seen them before no so, i haven't seen i it. might have shared it on one of our chat oh things. maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to but it's insane yeah yeah so cool that go quick too yeah for that little like again amazing power now getting out of electric motors yeah, and batteries man. yeah yeah the the um what is it ah oh, the the Goodwin the Goodwin Speed Goodwood Goodwood Goodwin yep. Speed Goodwood yep. Goodwood Speed thing so it's an old estate in the UK yeah and once a year they open up the doors and everyone comes in they bring all sorts of cars and they race around the roads within the estate and the the yep. way they the way they plan it is pretty cool that like the the most underpowered car starts first. You know? So it might be, yep. it's an old Model T Ford or something. It goes first. And so it'll go through. It takes us 12 minutes to do the course. But that dude gets to step out and the announcer goes, and our race leader is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then the next car that goes through will be like a 1920-something. You know, our new race leader. So everyone effectively gets to be the race leader at one stage during the day. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. cool the way they do it. Um but I saw it a couple of years ago where the last car, I think, I think again, I think it was a Volvo. And it was an electric Volvo and it just monstered the course. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I can't remember if it was a, if it was AI, if it was driving itself or if someone was driving it, but it was an electric vehicle and it was oh, just Yeah. It raced last and had the fastest time. Oh yeah. monster Tajima used to do that one, eh? Is that did, the one? He was mean. Did eh? he? Yeah. How did he make his money, man? He just he did everything, eh? Yeah, he was doing like the Pike Point. Pike's Peak was yeah. his big yeah, thing, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, he used to yeah. do it all the time, mate. Yeah. Yep. He, he, yeah. He owned that for a while, yeah. Mm, really? And that was that other one down south, was it? Oh, I forget what that was. Look at that loose looking car, right, with all those. The big, yeah, yeah. big wings. Like Suzuki yeah. something around yeah. there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sebastian Loeb, when he retired oh, from the yeah. from the um, rally, he went and did Pike's Peak after that. And I watched the in-camera footage of that. Oh, yeah. That's bonkers. Like, at one yeah. stage, he's just coming up over this sort of blind corner, and it's just all sunstrike, and you're like, I can't see where you're going. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know where you're going at pace. He probably just knows from past, I suppose, but... Yeah. Trust your instinct. <laughs> yeah. There they go. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll, go, we'll, we'll come back. We'll have a break. Come yeah, back man. in five. Yeah, sweet. It's cool, man. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's real fun, eh?